Hello and welcome to the third uh, WM People podcast. I'm Mandy Garner, I'm editor of Working Mums and Working Wise and I'm here with Ben Falk, the uh, editor of WorkingDads.co.uk. Hi Mandy. Hi Ben. <laughs> Today we're going to discuss um, a, a lo- uh, several different things. Um, so the first one is the four-day week because there's been a big report out on the four-day week there this week. Has. The second is d- diversity and inclusion and the third is sickness, uh, something yes. that affects us all. Yes, I'm tired this week Mandy. I've, I've struggled <laughs> in to the podcasting booth yes. uh, uh, with having uh, experienced some chicken pox at home so yeah. Yeah, sickness of us and sickness of yeah. our children yeah, <laughs> and yeah, how yeah, we manage sure. it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the working week, the four-day working week trial kind of had a big, uh, a big moment this week, didn't it? Because there was the report came out after this this big trial that's been happening in the UK for a while. So just tell, I suppose, tell us where we're up to with that. Yeah, so there's a four-day week global campaign. The four-day week sort of stuff started in New Zealand and the four-day week global campaign has been organising trials around the world and they team up with academics and people to look at the results, analyse the results and just show, you know, evidence. And so there was a very big one in the UK. It was involving about 60 companies. 61. 61, yes. (laughs) I was about about A strange number. I don't know know, whether that was like deliberate or... Yeah, I don't know. And they so they did they trialed it for six months and the report came out this week and it's quite positive. It shows that um, something like 92 percent, I think, said that they would continue with the four day week trial. It shows increases in retention, uh, decreases in absence levels and a small increase in productivity. Yeah, and that I think that was the thing that a lot of people were worried about. I mean, I've seen a couple of those sort of. Uh, you know, Gen Z as work shy kind of, you know, they want to do only work four days a week and spend the other days surfing and thinking about life. But actually, productivity hasn't gone down. And I think that's the thing, you know, the the idea that, oh, I'm not working for a a day or the company isn't working for a day. So they do a whole day's less work. It's just not been the case yeah because the the big thing about the four day week which I should have mentioned is that it's the idea is that you have a 20% reduction in your working week um, but you have no reduction in pay so you're paid full full time yeah Um, and so the business is obviously one of the big sort of issues for them is you know if we get a reduction in productivity as a result (laughs) that doesn't work that is not that doesn't wait money 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 yes (laughs) any better so yeah so that was the thing that that you know I think it was only a small sort of one 1.5% 1.5% increase in productivity, but an increase in productivity nevertheless. That's good. I mean, that's, that's a win, right? That's, yeah. that's not a... It's funny, isn't it? There'll, I'm sure there'll be people kind of going, well, it's not 6%, it's not 8%. It's not what was projected by the, the, by the, the kind of academics, but it's improved and that is good, important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Telegraph did pick that up and had a go. And they also criticised the fact that only a, um, a handful of the companies decided to permanently move to a four-day week. The others are continuing with the trial. But I think that shows the caution, you know, caution, you know, in the current turmoil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, th- I think that's probably to be expected. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously doing it in a very interesting kind of com- complicated working scenario uh, you know post-covid mm. um, cost of living crisis all these kind of things so it's not just that the young avocado eaters kind of wanting to change their life it's actually everybody has gone through this huge transition so I, I, I suppose that I was the only thing for me reading and obviously mm. I'm reading kind of 
different takes on it but is is the fear that you know what we know has happened to to women coming back from maternity leave where they come back to doing three days a week or four days a week but actually end up doing five days a week uh five days a week work is that actually you you say you're doing four days a week but actually it's uh, longer days before they, they elongate the working day you stay in for more hours in the evening I, some of the things that i was reading was that if you're available on friday i like working i'm a workaholic so i am available on a friday if people need to mm. or some of you going i'm at home and you know if i have to do an if i have to do a meeting then i'll do it but actually that and that's where i i, I wish it had been a bit more prescriptive like that you literally aren't allowed to do this you know like some kind of drug test where you are you know, expressly told what you can do and what you can't do i wish they maybe had a bit more of that because the flexibility is great and obviously you need that depending on the kind of thing that you do your what your company does but it also makes some of the, the the figures i suppose a bit muddy yeah i mean i think it's very difficult to do it on a you know like a blanket you know yeah, you know it put is, it yeah, from yeah. because different sectors have different demands different job functions within a particular company may have different demands as well. The IT people might need to, you might need somebody in, you know, five days a week, but it might not need to be the same person, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think all the previous reports have shown that, that it's quite complicated to make it work. And certainly I've spoken to various different companies who've done it and they've done it in very different ways, like the nine day fortnight. And well, that's not the four day week really, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but they've done, they've looked at, you know, tr- yeah. how to reduce the amount of hours mm. and give people you know more time to rest i think that's the that's yeah. the main function of it is to give people more time to rest and to recognize that the way that we work these days is incredibly intensive and people are you know on the edge yeah <laughs> i think a lot uh, of the th- time yeah i mean that was what's so interesting you know reading about some of the people saying oh i've just carried on or you know it was actually this idea that that was just the norm and that there was no sense of oh i'm going to use this as an opportunity to change my mindset changed my lifestyle I found that quite interesting that this kind of relentless idea that we work all the time and we have to work all the time to improve the business and improve ourselves and all these kind of things that it's about changing attitudes and that's something I think is going to take more than just a trial the trial is amazing Mm. but you know it feels like that's a big shift at the moment you you only see it in in you know self-help books really how to do everything in in three hours a week yeah that, that i suppose that, I, that yeah. I, I felt disappointed i don't know why i feel disappointed slightly but i but i do yeah i think i think it's you know i think it's great that they've done it and that they've you know they're producing the evidence that shows that you know it has an impact on on absence rates retention and all that kind of stuff which is huge in this kind of world we're in with labor shortages and stuff like that and and i think that that's really important i think it's a step in the right direction and what better time to do it than after the after the pandemic when we're sort of thinking about you know working differently and and all the different stresses that people have been under i'm reading a book at the moment about micro stresses (laughs) um and one of the things that it talks about is you know uh, people that that they spoke to who are kind of successful in inverted commas uh people are basically on the edge a lot of the people that they spoke to they're kind of you know when they speak to them they're almost in tears because they don't feel that they can manage and i'm reading another book which is about a woman who coaches women in their kind of mid midlife period and she says exactly the same and a lot of the women that she speaks to break down in tears they just are not they don't feel that they're coping and I think that is quite a widespread thing and that's not good for business <laughs> no and, and uh, although one of the one of the elements of the four-day week which I thought was 
really interesting was the uh, climate impact, the kind of environmental mm. impact and the change in that. And it was kind of conflicting, actually. There was some interesting data around how I, I think it was like 21% reduction. Apologies, you know, people can uh, correct me on my figures. I'm <laughs> seeing this off the top of my head, but like 21% reduction in sort of carbon footprint when you don't come in, you know, when you don't essentially drive into the office or people don't drive into the office um, on a Friday, for example. But then there was this kind of counterbalancing of people saying that um, that will be that's great. Um, but if people have a Friday off and then decide to go to Prague for the weekend, yes, exactly. they, they jump on a plane and like completely ruin that sort of uh, you know that 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 great sort of climate and environmental offset. So I found that quite intriguing. That you know because it's actually we talk about well-being and productivity and you know and that well-being might include going to Prague for the weekend or going to a a, a spa in you know Morocco or something. But um, if you, if you're lucky, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know but but actually. You know, we're trying desperately to kind of halt this terrifying climate crisis. And, you know, if something that also helps our productivity and well-being can benefit that in some tiny way as we head towards kind of electric cars all around and everything, then then that's amazing. And it's not really something that's necessarily factored into the, the four day working week. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, of other potential benefits. So, you know, people doing, what do they do with that one extra day? I mean, some people obviously will do it, use it for rest and stuff. A lot of the people that I spoke to used it for voluntary work and yeah. you know, community sort of stuff, yeah. that kind of thing. The thing is that, you know, other research on working from home, you know, sim- there were similar arguments, oh, it's going to make, a, it's yeah, going to have true. a big impact, but actually it, uh, it very much depends <laughs> on, you know, your heating of your home, you know, all of the yeah, kind of, of energy course, impacts of and stuff How like that. How many cups of tea it's you have? yeah. We yeah. have a lot at our house. I don't know about you. <laughs> Just to get through the day. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I th- it w- I'm ultimately, you know, for obviously we work for a, a company that is is engaged in in kind of making sure that working parents and workers in general are kind of doing best practice and having the best life, and that employees are understanding how to kind of achieve that. So, you know, I, from a you know overarchingly, you know very much in favour of the four-day week and I think it you know making people realise that they can sort of switch off from work is so vital you know what what's the I'm um, kind of ruining the I'm paraphrasing or ruining the quote about you know you don't lie on your deathbed saying I wish I worked more so yes yes absolutely and one of the things I think that comes through from the report is the importance of engaging with your staff when you're doing it. Yeah. So when they were doing the pilots and stuff, the ones that I think you know worked best was uh, the companies that sort of brought everybody in on it and got yeah. them all invested in it um, and contributing to what would work and what wouldn't work. Um, and I think that's a really good model for the for the way of work, for you know, sure. future ways of working. I've um, yeah, one of the things I read this week actually was Great Places to Work Wellbeing Report 2023, and and at the top of that was people management. And, you know, every single response uh, that I was reading around that was just like, you know, just check in, be Mm. engaged with your staff, talk to your staff, respond to staff, even the tiny things like, how's it going? You know, all those kind of things. And so when we see employers doing these kind of making these kind of decisions and saying we need to think about our staff or putting staff first, that's that's always a good thing. Yes, absolutely. So we also were going to talk a little bit about um, EDI or DEI or diversity and inclusion or um, DNI. You know, DNI, <laughs> yeah, uh, can be said in lots of different ways. Um, it, it's obviously a huge, and this is one of the things, right? It's a huge kind of unwieldy topic. What what sort of struck you about 
that this this week. Yeah, I mean, I think there was something at the last weekend, maybe, um, in the papers about the outgoing uh, head of the Institute for Race Relations talking about unconscious bias training and saying that he felt it wasn't really worth <laughs> worth anything. It was kind of tick box type of stuff, and that actually, you know, the issues are structural and just focusing on the individual um, and with these kind of, you know workshops and things like that doesn't yeah. actually make much difference so that was you know that and and that's um there's been a lot in the in the press you know a lot of attacks from the government on diversity and inclusion which are you know around unconscious bias training but that's to kind of very much give one side of diversity inclusion training is not all about unconscious bias training and unconscious bias training itself it comes in a very wide variety of forms, uh, some of them more more tick boxy than others. And I've certainly, I don't know about you, but I've in one of my jobs, I did an online unconscious bias training uh, thing. I think it took about half an hour, an hour or something. It was completely worthless. Didn't challenge me in any way, shape, or form. It, it was it was purely tick box. And you think, well, what's the point of that then? Yeah, I know it's kind of depressing, isn't it? It's it's actually I'm I'm talking to someone at the moment actually about doing something around this and come and, and having a, a sort of EDI talk and it's trying to figure out how how best to do it I guess mm. yeah so that it's not doesn't just feel like one of those uh, sort of corporate you know uh, one of those corporate away day type things and that it feels a little bit more uh, you know pardon the pun inclusive that it feels mm. a bit more worthwhile and focused and and kind of understanding of of who you know who's filling it in and how they're trying to do it and and how 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 it how we engage the people who are who are actually doing uh, uh coming to the talk and doing the talk so yeah i it, it's it's so complicated because um i one of my other jobs is you know at a university and obviously in that kind of environment there you know edi spans so many different areas there's race ethnicity country of origin lgbtq plus neurodivergence and you know it, it's i think i think you know one of the problems right is that edi has come to kind of have all of those things which mm. is vitally important and brilliant but at the same time how you navigate through this kind of very large very diverse area of of different things and, and make sure you kind of tackle them all yeah i think that is i think sometimes there's a danger that everybody you know that with hr sort of stuff that i've seen there's a kind of like initiative what i call initiative itis where you kind of <laughs> you know, move to the next thing and the yeah, next thing sure. and the next thing and the other things that you started with haven't been solved yeah and then it becomes such an enormous thing and i've noticed certainly at sort of events that i've been to sometimes that people feel a little bit more comfortable talking about some kinds of diversity and inclusion than yeah. others so neurodiversity they seem to be quite comfortable talking about but uh, race uh, or class or things like that not quite so comfortable with and sometimes it just doesn't get mentioned at all because I think um, people may be a little bit you know they, they're worried about saying the wrong thing or, or whatever it might be and then they leave it to the one you know the the person who is from a minority or whatever like that and then that person feels very you know why should it be me yeah, <laughs> and then exactly, nobody yeah. ends up talking about it yeah. which is ridiculous yeah i mean uh, yeah that's absolutely uh, we we talked actually i think we mentioned last week about um one of the judges at our top employer awards was saying that you know it's all very well having these as you say initiative i, just, I, li I like that phrase um mm -hmm. but it's actually people who 
do things for a sustained period of time. They actually don't just mm. start the process; they continue the process. I, I, in my kind of journalism, I, I, you know, d- done write a lot about movies in the past, and and I remember when Twelve Years a Slave won at the Oscars, there was this idea that like racism had been cured. You yeah, know, like yeah. they'd had the kind of Oscar so white and all these kind of problems, and and then you know one film, you know, directed by a, a, a man of color. And and you know one film that focused on a black story um, somehow kind of absolved everybody else of ever having to you know do it ever again. It, you know, obviously that's insane. That's yes. that's ridiculous. It's 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 stupid to say that. So and you kind of see the problems of that. You know you can see the seeds of that. I guess in in EDI uh, in companies sometimes that that it's yeah you just move from one thing to the next depending on what you you know what is said in the media or you know that you don't and you don't kind of fully flesh out what you're supposed to be doing in all the other things you've tackled before yeah but then there are companies that are doing it they are doing oh, it continuously sure, yeah. and stuff and as you said the the one of the uh, judges at the top employer was brought that up and said you know we should be celebrating um and we are celebrating those who have you know we know and they may have won you know a few years ago and now they're winning again because they've kept up what they're doing and they've kept you know ahead of the the game but they're still doing the solid stuff that they were doing before and you know it's a, it, it's not always about what the, the you know shiny new program and what have you it's about the no. continuous you know hard slog because you you have to keep going with these things can things can move backwards very quickly so it's, it's a continuous hard slog i mean i've you know on the gender diversity thing we've been doing that obviously since the beginning of working mums and you know a lot of it's like oh my god same thing <laughs> same thing but we just have to keep going you cannot you know step back look 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 at flexible working yeah you know it like, covid during the covid times you know it was all uh, remote remote working actually it was only about remote working but, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 then very very quickly you know everybody back to normal back to what you know the status quo yeah um, I, I certainly you know from working on working dads and and seeing how important sort of modeling good behavior is in terms of things like shared parental leave and paternity leave and enhanced paternity leave and that kind of stuff you know that I, it, it, it seems pretty clear to me that that's the most important thing right is modeling good behavior and kind of modeling what you're doing right you know rather than the initiative itis which can kind of can plague certain places yeah and also you know now you know we're in the era of big data and all that kind of stuff you have access to data you can cut it in various different ways you can look you can drill down you can look at all sorts of things you can you know look at intersectional issues you can what might make a difference you know you can look at you know what the data is saying and then go to those groups and then ask them what would make a difference and that kind of stuff so there's there's loads you can actually be doing and the best employers are are doing all of that stuff so so yeah and i think the whole thing about unconscious bias training which obviously there's as i've said there's lots of different formats that it comes in so you wouldn't want to write it all off absolutely (laughs) there's 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 lots of different things but it if you know it comes with all sorts of other things like the modeling like the role modeling thing like the you know looking at the recruitment process who you're reaching out to where you're advertising your jobs what who what the images are that you're using in your advertising you know the whole promotion structures all of those things it's all it's all important uh, it's all valid. You can't just pick one thing off. You've got to do it all. No, definitely. And it's really, really hard. It's really, really mm. hard. But, uh, you know, it's worth it for sure. 
Yeah. And and also, you know, the attacks that we've seen on diversity and inclusion, for example, in the public sector and stuff, it yeah. just seems very short-sighted because we're in a labour shortage. We've got absolute crisis of job shortages in a lot of these sectors. And diversity and inclusion is just about widening the talent pool. And surely that's a, an important thing to do. <laughs> Okay, so finally this week we're going to talk about <laughs> sickness, poorliness, illness. Uh, I don't know. Do they all are they all the same thing, or is there better language around one? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know yeah. the same thing really. Yeah, I, I I was saying to I've been telling Mandy this week that like um I've been we've been struggling. We've had a uh, chickenpox in the house with uh, my younger child, so she's been at home, and it was kind of really interesting because at the beginning of this week she got all the spots, and I was supposed to come in for a meeting in in the office and I suddenly realized I, I couldn't I, you know, I had to be at home and parent because my wife works and I suddenly found myself anxious before I uh, picked up the phone and this is nothing absolutely nothing to do with my with my other employer at all the, the employer is they're fantastic they're, they're mm. very understanding they're really you know great about it they know they that you know there are a lot of working parents there obviously themselves and they completely understand so this was entirely in my own head and I suddenly thought my god I'm like nervous asking to stay at home and parent my sick child and it was so weird I I, I was very surprised at myself I'm normally not you know considering mm. especially where we work that we we should feel very comfortable with it and as I said this is not you know the moment I obviously picked up the phone and said I can't come in it was like totally fine hope they're all well you know it's it, they were very understanding and it was entirely um, on my own side not my employer's side but I found it, I found it such a strange feeling and I don't know why I was feeling it yeah I, I, that, it's, it's interesting isn't it I think if we put ourselves under a lot of it's our own expectations of ourselves and our yeah. own perception yeah. of what we think other people are thinking about us and that kind of thing <laughs> I used to at one job I used to have a jacket I left the jacket on my um, my chair. Oh, the classic. Yeah, to make it look like, because I was always worried about, you know, being late in the morning, late in the morning after the school run, yeah. and uh, just make it look like I'd already been there. I like <laughs> and I'd it. just gone to, the, you know, just gone out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then we, we did a poll recently, a pop-up poll on our site about sickness, because sickness is, has been, you know, obviously in the last year or so well obviously before that with covid and everything yeah, that's a yeah. different matter altogether but the yeah, we're kind of emergence this is not covid we're separating covid from, out from covid this, yeah. but covid's still around well of course it is yeah um but then there's been strep a there's been all the flu bugs all of that kind of stuff there's been a lot of sickness um and we were interested to hear what parents experience of that was and 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 if their employers were sympathetic and stuff yeah. and so so you know it, most of them were sympathetic, but a third of them weren't sympathetic. And when I actually spoke to some of the people that took part, I mean, some of the stress when the employer is not sympathetic. Um, why, why, so why weren't they sympathetic? Like, how? I, I don't know. I, what, what do you mean? Or did, did just you made find them feel, out? you know, just you made, know, just feel made absolutely awful about taking right. it. Obviously, I, I think about half of them had to take unpaid parental uh, leave to deal with child sickness, um, which obviously has a not, you know, in a cost of living crisis, is yeah. not a great thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so so one woman had come in with, I think she talked about coming in with a slip disc or something. Oh, <laughs> and often, so one of the things that I noticed was talking to people who were able to work from home is that they were at home with their children when they were sick and were able to work from home, obviously. 
but really should they have been working from home if their child was right. quite sick and they really needed the child really needed them and they felt yeah. very guilty that they weren't they should be with their child when yeah. they were sick but they were under pressure from their employer to keep working as if it was a normal working day and the employer would be checking in on them and that kind of stuff and there's uh, a huge gender disparity here of course it's mm. all, it's it's mostly the woman who is expected when the child is sick the woman is assumed to be the one who's going to go back and and look after the child so there's a huge gender gap here as well yeah I mean one of the women I spoke to as well I mean she was so anxious she got so stressed and anxious about it because her daughter had uh, I think it was bad asthma attacks or um, and, and had to go into hospital quite a few times and the employer wasn't sympathetic and so she became so anxious that in fact she ended up having to take like I think it was six weeks or or, or so off on right. stress leave so it's not really in the employer's interests either to you know leave people so anxious that they <laughs> no well i mean what because what covid actually changed you know we, we all but pre-covid we all remember like the person coming in streaming nose coughing and and you know obviously no one kind of everyone's went oh mandy's mandy's got a cold today mm. kind of thing and we and you know what covid did do was the moment that anyone was remotely going you know it's like get go home go home so i mean i don't know whether that's reverted i haven't i it, it seems i mean it seems like I don't I see a lot so. of people. I don't see a lot of people around in my office, kind of with streaming noses and coughing a lot anymore. Uh, well, I mean, that but that might be just my place. Yeah. Of work. Well, I think I think that a lot of people are going in sick. I think a lot yeah. of people are going. This the poll showed about seventy-two percent right. of parents felt that they had had been in when they were ill. So they were taking if they were able to take time off for their child but they were going in themselves sick and I certainly have seen that and I know that that's what's happening like and children are being sent into schools and nurseries I was talking to a nursery the other day and they were saying you know often the kids come in they've been dosed up with cowpaw when it wears off you know <laughs> that's but the, the parent can't they can't because they need to work they need the money yeah and so they cannot come and pick the child up so they get quite you know it's quite stressful yeah well we had mm. that we, i mean we had that we definitely had that without we had with there was we bought, the, the cow bowl bottle we bought was large <laughs> there was a large <laughs> bottle of cow bowl in in the house and pyroton as well so it's like you know uh, the antihistamines <laughs> we were waiting for them to kick in uh, but you know which is because we had to go and do stuff which is kind of you know which is sad and, and annoying but it was it, it is the case it is it's very exhausting you know constantly yeah. doing that i've certainly done that i've been i mean i've you know been in quite ill i, I, I remember once terrible um but it was in the early days of norovirus and i've been my gustav uh, my husband was away and um i had two children under five both of them whom had norovirus and i had norovirus so we were up all night and and i had a meeting in the morning and I managed to now. I mean, this was before they said forty-eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I walked. I went in. Yeah. You know, no good, because is it? I had to go in. Yeah. And somebody, I think my mum came and looked after the kids. But um, yeah, it was it was. I'm probably spread it around to everyone. Well, it's exactly. Terrible. Yeah, because that's just, that's a ridiculous thing, isn't it? Yeah, but I felt that I had to because my employer wasn't a sympathetic yeah. employer at that point. I think you know, but the, as, as I said, like you know, my employer was incredibly sympathetic, and they were, you know, they let it was fine I was at home and you're right about you know the fear of what they're thinking about you mm. actually you just have to you know we need to get over that a little bit more don't we probably a bit of narcissism on my part like oh well it can't can't get on without <laughs> me but actually it's fine yes yeah uh, yeah it is it is I think part of its perception and part of it is actually that they aren't very and also the employers are under a lot of stress well that's true yeah. so so you know they're 
they just need bums on seats. They need people to be doing, yeah. Um, so that's that's the way it is, really. Um, and also, the there's the issue of statutory sick pay. You know, that came up a lot during COVID. It's just very, very low. Um, uh, lowest, I think it's one of the lowest in the OECD com- countries. So yeah. that makes it difficult. Lots to improve. Mm. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, Mandy. Nice to see you. Lovely to see you. In our booth. <laughs> We're enjoying our booth, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are. It's very <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so remember, you can catch us on workingdads.co.uk, workingmums.co.uk, workingwise.co.uk, and WM People. We have a LinkedIn page all over social media. So please do get in touch. We, we'd love to, to hear from you. If, if you've got a topic you want us to discuss, then please let us know. And like, and I, I sound now like one of my kids' YouTubers. Uh, like <laughs> and subscribe, like and subscribe. Uh, if you can... Uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast that'd be fantastic ideally leave us a lovely review because it, it, it all helps and I guess we should see you in a couple of weeks time yes see you in a couple of weeks time thanks for listening thanks bye bye, bye.